Hey, it's Mark. This week's series of mini episodes taped live at the health conference in Vegas continues with digital editor Jack O'Brien. This is Jack O'Brien, digital editor at MM&M, and this is the MM&M podcast coming from the Health Conference 2022, and my guest is Phil Vecchioli from Capital RX. Phil, how are you doing today? Doing great, thanks. How about you, Jack? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate you coming on. You're actually our first guest here at the conference, so you get that you get that honor. Want to start off, obviously, I know that we're just beginning the conference here, but really, what are you looking forward to in terms of the conference and different topics or trends that you're paying attention to? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I was at last year's event, and I was in the behavioral health business. So between then and now, I left the behavioral health space and came back to pharmacy. And I noticed last year that it seemed, you know, I was looking specifically to see how behavioral health was starting to interact with pharmacy. And I'm happy to report, I feel throughout the last year, especially now that most of us are out there again, you know, acting more regularly. um, I see behavioral health taking a really big stage now. And we're starting, like our outreach has practically doubled as far as organizations like that that want to interact with us, look at our data and try to combine you know, the approach to grab, you know, better adherence, all the things they say about integrated care. I mean, I also think that I'm seeing here that that's spilling over into what otherwise would be your traditional point solutions, you know, things around heart health, fertility, uh, musculoskeletal, things of that nature are starting to realize and network in a manner where they don't double count the value. And I think you're starting to see the benefit of this massive influx of tech I think it's finally getting to a space where it's got one integrated care goal or population health goal in mind. And I'm really pleased by that because that's going to drive a better experience and a better cost structure. It's interesting you bring up the behavioral health aspect because one of the opening speakers for the conference were obviously the leaders of Calm, and they were talking about the the greater focus that we've seen in the industry as it relates to behavioral health. As it relates to your business with Capital Rx, where are those opportunities in terms of maybe strategy or kind of go forward on that front? Yeah, I mean, one of the things we say as a as a pillar is: Does anybody think a very anxious diabetic is automatically drug adherent? And I think the the answer is pretty obvious. And if you were to say, well, yeah, that's an issue, then you say, well, what are the total costs, for example, if you don't manage the pharmacy, you know, the the, the drug regimen correctly, you know, what happens to like ER visits and other downstream costs? So we look at our business, to your question, as that linchpin, Uh, especially if you look at our tech technology environment, it is an, uh, a, a universal ball joint capable of taking other organizations to plug into us for data share, real-time data share. So you can start to look at things like what's the best med- medication, look at the patient's you know, anxiety or depression levels and figure out a, a better care plan. And that's going to make our business even more powerful. I think one of the things that you're touching on there is something we've seen across the broader healthcare industry as it relates to consumerism, the impact that that's changing in healthcare companies. How has that impacted your own uh, business, but also the sector that you're operating? Because obviously, consumerism is something that's not stopping. They've, you know, consumers feel more empowered than they ever have been. You know, where's that all go in your mind? Yeah, I, I think with the alternatives available to consumers in the health plan marketplace, now you see organizations like Decent, Angle, you know, they have a very um, individual engagement approach, and that's empowering members to take a deeper look at their overall benefits, but in particular pharmacy, because it's a big cost driver for families. And, you know, the high deductible health plans and such, that beginning of the year has an impact on your budget. So right, right drug, right place, right time, right setting, that kind of thing is more on the mind of the consumer and not solely left in the hands of the practitioner. 
So I think you have a more empowered community now that takes a very active role in their pharmacy benefit, its cost, but also its health implications. And that excites us as well because that drives our R&D around you know, our, our member front end, like our programs that reach out and find lower cost alternatives. You know, looking at the whole life of the member, not, not just their pharmacy benefit. I am kind of curious on one thing that was mentioned um, when they had the Google Cloud leader up there, which is that obviously we don't really know where things stand on Capitol Hill now in terms of leadership or balance of power, but it seems like it's going to continue to be something close to a status quo in terms of Republicans and Democrats, where they stand in Congress, as it relates to how maybe they focus on healthcare policy, particularly prescription drugs and things of that nature. Do you have any sort of feeling in terms of how that could impact the business or impact the industry at large, or is it still kind of status quo from your estimation? No, I, I think it, you know it, it's on the heels of uh, a conversation I had with your colleague. Um, I believe this legislative cycle has real teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just did a panel in Chicago on the Consolidated Appropriations Act, and one of the points we made is the um, like the reference to the 401k uh, reform that occurred in the early 2000s. It's it's here to stay, and as it relates to you know real transparency, fee disclosure, you know things that are unfortunately common in the pharmacy space, hidden fees, hidden costs. I believe the combination of the Consolidated Appropriations Act and the Inflation Reduction Act collectively now take us to the next era of, you know, appropriate legislative oversight. And, you know, status quo is an interesting word. You know, that's we're still pushing a rock uphill, mm-hmm. um, but we made it to the next level and the, and the rock's not rolling backwards. So that's how I, I look at it. When you look across the industry, and obviously there are so many things that are top of mind for healthcare executives, whether it's the costs that are facing consumers, the lingering challenges from COVID, you name it. I'm curious if there's anything that maybe is under the radar that you're paying attention to that maybe other leaders should be keeping, you know, in the front of their mind instead of on the back burner. Yeah, um, you know, I, I do believe that um, consumerism and, you know, it's going to things like genetic formularies, you know, like what certain antibiotic meets the needs of, you know, one patient. If you look at that and, and, and like kind of factor that out, that puts like rebates and formulary management on its side. Um, we believe that that's partly the tech required to make that happen and the foresight to understand that that's inevitably where things are going, like personalized medicine. Inside the framework of population health, um, I don't know if it's completely under the radar, but because it's, it's, it's like, you know, peeking its head out more often now. So I think that's something that we're looking closely at, as, as, among others. I'm curious just your thoughts, too, on the role of PBMs in the healthcare space, because we just saw, I think it was about a month or so ago, Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drugs Company teaming up with their first PBM. Obviously, they had a lot of conversation about the legitimacy of that company and their aspirations. Just kind of curious, maybe where you see the state of PBMs, because I remember a few years ago during the Trump administration, it was, they're the middlemen, we're trying to get rid of them, it was the rebate rule, and now it seems like that's kind of changed a little bit in the narrative. Just kind of curious your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing the road divide. I mean, the, the traditional PBMs have all found permanent partners with health plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. I mean, it's definitely an in- interesting integrated benefit. I mean, if you see things like in CVS infrastructure, health hubs, and bringing you know, different kinds of care delivery to the market, that's definitely positive. But you know, when you compare the types of PBMs out there, there's definitely a, a dividing line between the old style that not only is offering integrated care, but they offer ownership and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they control the whole flow of the dollar versus the more independent, transparent variety with the new tech. It's now next gen. We're not just an alternative. We're the next generation PBM because of the older, the other topic 
because now you have more legislative pressure on transparency. So I see PBMs, models like us, continue to proliferate, but also put pressure on the old model. So I think you're going to see changes there eventually as the convergence of legislative impact and just, you know, the, the proliferation of our side. Mm-hmm. You know, capital is coming onto the scene now with different types of clients, larger clients. We're showing the community at large that there really is an option. Yeah. And so what you're talking about there is maybe challenging the, the prior operating procedure that you would see in the industry and saying like, hey, it doesn't have to come from top down. It can go from bottom up in terms of where changes come from. Right. There's scalability now in alternatives. You know, you're not the old adage was, well, you know, you're never going to lose your job if you use, you know, it's not going to mention any one of the big three. Mm -hmm. But with options like ours, you start to say, well, wait a minute, there's technology available and unique programs and connectivity and transparent pricing that if you put it all together is competitive and then the, one of the last questions was but are they scalable now we're showing scalability so organizations like us are coming onto the scene not as a wild alternative as a real option and that really excites us absolutely well i've really appreciated having you here on the show phil and i guess if anything if there is anything that you want to leave our audience with in terms of any sort of advice or anything that you're paying attention to we'd love to hear it yeah i would just say that you know the power goes to the member and the patient and there are now, as I said, alternatives for better engagement, um, taking more control of your health care, and the combination of with some help from our government and the R&D and innovation that companies like ours offer. Um, there's real change coming, enduring social change, and you know, really ind- individualized approaches to population health are, are here. And you know, it's, it's better for the country, it's better for membership, and it's better for families, and that's what we're all about. And I, I think conferences like this show all of it coming together for, for more of a common good, and that's good for all of us. We're very excited and glad, Capital's glad to be a part of that. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you're able to join us on the show and be able to pass these insights along. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I enjoyed it. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM Podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.